0: It'll take a couple of police officers to very carefully pick them up off the ground and carry them outside the fence of the park.
1: Yeah, that is uh, the sound of a police officer explaining how people will be arrested if they don't get out of the park. This was yesterday at Lamport Stadium uh, where police had given um, people living in that encampment. I think there was about 17 people that had pitched their tents there and had been living there for Quite some time during the pandemic, uh, about a month's notice to pack up and leave. They had offered them supports. They'd offered them, them hotel rooms. You heard that from Brad Ross yesterday on the show. And it wasn't, uh, it didn't start out in, in a situation where things, uh, looked like they were going to get out of hand. But when you have people that are protesting and police on hand and a very emotionally charged situation like homelessness, then things could get out of hand, and that's sort of what went down yesterday. As cops began to clear the park, um, rushed in in formation and began to arrest people. In some cases, getting very heavy-handed, according to people that were there. Here is one of the protesters talking about uh, his situation, his reality. It's a war, and um, we, I want to get. I don't want to be in the war. I want to be in the peace. All right, Sean O'Shea joins us right now from Global News. He's our consumer and investigative reporter, and he was live on hand. Sean, it's such a difficult uh, conversation to have because, you know, there are so many different components that go into what results in homelessness. But really, it was all about clearing the park yesterday. These people had been allowed to live in the park for some time. They had been offered supports. When you were on the ground, when did things start getting heated? Were they heated early in the day? What, What did you see yesterday?
0: Uh, good morning, Kelly. Uh, I got there at around 10 o'clock relieving another uh, reporter, Catherine Ward, who was reporting for our morning show. And through the morning, uh, as I understand what happens, the police and the city put up fencing around the park, essentially getting ready for what was to happen later. They fenced the park, and then the city security people and private security began to ask journalists, television crews, including Global News, to leave the park. And that is exactly when I got there. I was actually admitted into the area by a police staff sergeant. And shortly after that, they were asking people to leave. And Global News took the position that we had every right as journalists to be there, to document, to record, to report on what was going on. So I would say at around noon, it was clear that there was going to be a police action. They were forming up. There were hundreds of police officers there. There were mounted unit officers there. Uh, There were court services, trucks brought in. And a staff superintendent uh, from Toronto Police came in and said uh, the time was basically up. So we we refused to leave. Other media joined our our decision to stay, uh, and uh, we saw you know what would could be best described as uh, a very well carried out police effort. And what I mean is they were prepared, they were well equipped, they were motivated, and they were very quick. They moved in in formation. They uh, took down tents. They um, went face to face with protesters and those in the camp. They did it effectively, and they did it over a course of about 35 minutes, and they made about 26 arrests. And the visuals are pretty stunning. Most people don't expect to see police doing that. And yet, you know, I've heard from people on both sides about this, and the police say they did what their job was was there to do.
1: Can I ask you, uh, I'm going to play a clip for you. I want you to respond to this police officer on how he described uh, how they would begin to arrest
0: people. It'll take a couple of police officers to very carefully pick them up off the ground and carry them outside the fence of the park.
1: In your opinion, and what you saw, do you think they very carefully picked them up off the ground to arrest them?
0: Not in general, uh, Kelly. Uh, that was uh, Staff Superintendent uh, Carter. Uh, you know, he's a, a he's, he was the commander in, in in terms of this this operation yesterday. I think we saw that. All officers are not the same. And we saw, I saw examples uh, where people were yelled at and people were uh, run at. Uh, One of the videos I had, people were run at. They were uh, pushing people. They were dragging people. Uh, You know, was this uh, the the genteel sort of exercise of uh, carefully taking people out? No, it wasn't. That's not intentional. The intention was to, to put people on their heels, to force people out make arrests if necessary, charge people if necessary. So, you know, the police were equipped extremely well to do what they did, and that's why they they were efficient in doing it so quickly. And that's why so many people are also uh, unhappy about what they did, because many don't feel that what they did was right.
1: People might say they didn't do it quickly enough. I mean, these people have been living in this encampment for over a year. Uh, That's another a completely different topic because i think now they do look at it as their house even if at the beginning it was like well we know this is illegal but we're going to stay here maybe we could be moved at any time the longer you stay the harder it is to move people you know people get comfortable it's human nature but when we look at
0: yep i was going to pick up on your point I think it's a great point i think we see the homeless camps like we did there in alexandra park and at trinity bellwoods as open examples of where people are living you also know, as, as your listeners will, that a lot of people, almost people are living in other kinds of shelters, in hotels uh, that have been leased by the City of Toronto in other accommodations like that that are, are far nicer. And so I wonder, and we were discussing this yesterday, what will happen when it comes time to clear those places? I mean, if you've been living at the NovoTel on the Esplanade in downtown Toronto for the last six months or eight months or a year at some point, uh, will you want to leave? Uh, I think that is going to pose a whole uh, other set of of concerns going forward.
1: Yeah, and how how, uh, long will you be allowed to stay? I mean, that is a business that should be able to uh, continue bringing in customers. And when you're looking at the border being reopened to travelers and the NovoTel is right by Union Station, it's right downtown, it's right by the major stadiums, uh, they might be wanting to clear people out. I'm just you know, going along with your thought process here to allow in for uh, tourists.
0: I, I, I spoke to and my colleagues spoke to many more people than I did uh, prior to what happened yesterday. But the reality is a lot of people don't want to leave that outdoor environment. A lot of us would say, why would you want to live outdoors when you could live indoors? But I know having have spoken to people that live in many of these kinds of camps that, you know, that there's a different kind of freedom there. Uh, there's no curfew. You can do what you want. You know what is, is disturbing you. You've got a maximum freedom. If you go to one of the shelters, there are security officers, there are rules, uh, you have to follow the rules. And so there's a different kind of individual that uh, feels mm-hmm. safer outside than, than necessarily would feel comfortable inside. And, and so... so- this is a problem.
1: Going by that, going by that, if I could interject, if if these are people that don't like to live by rules, the fact that the city did not exercise the bylaw rules earlier on causes a great problem.
0: And I think that it's a great point. I was just uh, talking to my sister in Calgary about this very issue because her daughter uh, lives near Trinity Bellwoods Park and I've been to that park and I was there when that one was, was, uh, was vacated as well. The longer you made the point, you made the point accurately, the longer the things go on, the more people feel like they have a right Say. and I know many of your listeners will feel it was absolutely the police right to move people out in the way that they did and many people that will feel that you know these, these people have to have a place to go the reality is though you're right if you stay longer in one place you take it as your home and it's far harder to leave and I think that's what we saw yesterday as well as the police action in very uh, quickly and I say quickly uh, reading this park of the people who lived there and over the course of a few hours, cleaning up the needles and cleaning up the the weapons that they found and the the housekeeping items that go along with people living in tents and cooking and living for a period of many months.
1: In your opinion, and I don't know if I should, you know, ask you to spout your opinion, whatever you're comfortable with saying, I guess uh, in your observation down there, is there any other way that police could have handled this differently in order to clear the parks, to get rid of the needles, to make sure that these people had a safe place indoors to live at hotels?
0: I'm not an expert on the police tactics, but but I can say that what they did was very much aimed at doing it quickly and very uh, offensively. Uh, I don't know if there was another tactic that they could have used. I know that when I spoke to the staff superintendent, he told me in the scrum interview beforehand that they brought two police officers, at least for every person there. And in my opinion, there were far more than two persons, two officers for every person that was certainly in the park and even around. Uh, Did they need to shove and move people out who were outside the fenced area the way they did? Probably not. But, you know, when the police move in and decide to to take a certain course of action, they were all in. And that's certainly what they did yesterday. There were no half measures. And I think the video that you've seen is evidence of the fact that they were going to get this done and that they didn't want to have injuries on their part. And uh, I just wanted to make one other point again. I think the importance of having news crews and journalists present is, is important because uh, the day before this happened, a journalist was arrested, a, a freelance journalist. Uh, and so uh, when I spoke to the officers and to the uh, security people, I said, we were not going to leave. We had the legal right to be there. We did our own checks on that. I've been a journalist for 40 years, and I think that when you're inside a situation to observe what police do, as opposed to being a far away, in a far away place, it's much different there's a police have an accountability as the media has accountability i think we need to be there to to show what happened people could draw their own conclusions about whether what police did was right what whether protesters uh did what was right but i think it's important that we as media people make sure to to keep our eyes on what is going on because i don't think this is the last occasion that we're going to see that's like this
1: is it getting harder over the 40 years to do that
0: uh, it's not easy. And compared to working in the United States in many places where the media has a constitutional right to do their jobs, uh, it, it, is, it is quite difficult. I mean, the police, uh, the city of Toronto wanted to have a media pool of, of two people in there. Uh, I think pools are for, for people to go swimming. When you're talking about something like this, you know, there's a diverse views. of, uh, you know, we had, we had uh, three professional news photographers in there. Plus, Catherine Ward, my colleague at global and myself. So we had a total of five camera shots at any one time. A pool is providing one shot, doesn't mm-hmm. show everything. And I think as journalists and as media people, we have a responsibility to our listeners and to our viewers to be there, to be their eyes and ears for something like this.
1: Well, a uh, pool with only two people is more like a hot tub. Sean, I want to thank you for your time.
0: Thank you very much, Kelly. All the best.